and welcome to episode 39 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Gabby. And I'm Chris. And today we'll be discussing Eddard chapter 9 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read that chapter before listening. Uh, the news that I have for you guys today, uh, it's actually kind of cool. So Houston, apparently, Houston, Texas, has a pop-up culture um, where they've been doing these pop-up bars, and their latest one is a Game of Thrones themed bar downtown. Mm-hmm. And I was reading through this article, and it looks pretty awesome. Um, it's going to have different themed walls. So one wall will be um, the Night's Watch, and the other one will be Winterfell, and the other one will be King's Landing. They're going to have Game of Thrones themed drinks. Um, and it's basically going to be, like they said, stepping into Westeros. That's awesome. That is um, so cool. Yeah. And uh, the person that did this apparently has made a couple other pop-up themed bars that are themed like The Office and Harry Potter. Uh, it uh, opened from July 1st until August, um, so it's only open for four weeks. It's $20 cover to get in. Did you tell them what it was called? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. It is called House of Thrones, like the German spelling of house. H-A-U-S. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then if you're feeling really good, uh, you can buy a special package where you get a bus of thrones. So you get a pre-party experience where you can get a Game of Thrones party bus and cruise around downtown, and it's complete with the music from the television series. That's so cool. Comes with a t-shirt and VIP entry to the bar. All right, so um, Game of Wines is going to be going to Houston. Yeah, wish. Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to be really cool. That's very cool. Yeah. And next we have our read, our reader list, our <laughs> our listener answers. Sorry. Um, so our first question from last episode was, how do you think the trial for Tyrion will go? Um, and Aunt Katie said, hmm, I think Tyrion will survive it, as he is George R. R. Martin's favorite character. Mm-hmm. But if Liza had her way, heads would roll or fly. Very nice yes. use. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second question was, would you be able to, would you take the mountain pass at night if your sister summoned you, or would you ride up with the turnips? She said, sorry, sis, I'm a turnip gal. Better to arrive a little later than in pieces. True. True. <laughs> uh, and then the third question was, should Catelyn be concerned not only with her sister, but with Robert Aaron as well? Um, and... Katie answered, well, it's not the six-year-old's fault that they feed him breast milk still. Although he is not wanting to imitate the older kids or adults like most six-year-old kids. That sister is nuts and boy, and the boy is, let's say, not of typical development to be polite, politically correct. Yes, she should be worried about both of them. So, Catelyn, collect your group and stay and say so long lest they send you offline. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I completely Mm -hmm. agree with that. Um, okay, and then last episode, we finished Catelyn's journey to the Eyrie, and she is finally reunited with her sister and nephew, um, and they have a heated discussion on what to do with Tyrion, and the conversation kind of ends on unknown terms. Weird terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, today, Ned is still searching through Robert's bastards. He still hasn't left King's Landing. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, he's still contemplating his reasoning for doing so, why he's looking through these bastards. <laughs> and during his search, he's confronted with the Tyrion problem. So yeah, now yeah. it's made its way back to King's Landing. Yep. Um, and he doesn't exactly come out of this one unscathed. <laughs> Not good. Not a good time. All right. Um, and for wine tonight, we're kind of just finishing off our 
leftover stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm drinking Envy, which is St. Julian. Um, Olivia's also drinking St. Julian. She's drinking Sweet Revenge. And then Chris is drinking the Land Shut Riesling that we had last episode. Sometimes yes. you just got to finish off the stash. Yep. Exactly. We thought this was a good time to do It's that. realistic. Okay, and then our 13th wine rule is not all sparkling wines are created alike. Um, so it says there's a couple, three specifically, different ways that sparkling wines can be created. So the first is the traditional champagne method. For champagne, bottles are filled with a still base wine. Then sugar and yeast are added, which allows for a second fermentation to occur inside the bottle, and that's what creates the bubbles. The second method is extended aging, which is which has 15 months of fermentation, and this allows for fine bubbles to be created and adds richness to the wine. And then um, there's a third one. There's not like a name for it, but it says it ends with disgorgement, so... You remove any of the leftover yeast. Sometimes you add a bit of sugar and then you put a cork on the bottle. Hmm. So, that's how sparkling wines are made. All right, let's do this. So, Eddard finds Littlefinger in the common room of Shataya's brothel, talking to a tall, elegant woman with skin as black as ink. Um, we haven't really met Shataya yet or really dug into what Shataya's brothel is so I looked it up on the wiki and it said that Shataya's brothel is an upscale brothel on the street of silk which is a street known for upscale brothels such as these in King's Landing it is owned by Shataya and her girls are usually expensive and wear like expensive silks and jewelry and stuff uh, Eddard also sees his guard Heward playing what seems to be a version of strip poker that's kind of how it seemed in the book. Because <laughs> yeah. it said that they both have random like articles of clothing missing or something while yeah. playing cards. Um, and then besides him, he saw Jory Castle waiting. Ned then announces to both of them that his business in King's Landing is done and it is time to leave. So Heward and Jory immediately get up and start gathering their things, preparing to leave. Jory says he will go help Wilde bring the horses around and they both exit the brothel. Next, Littlefinger approaches Ned and says a witty comment. He says, Your business or Robert's? They say the hand dreams the king's dreams, speaks with the king's voice, and rules with the king's sword. Does that also mean you fuck with the king's? And then <laughs> Ned cuts him off and informs him that he is no longer the hand. <laughs> Yikes. So outside, it is starting to rain as they walk towards the stables. Jory and Wilde brought out two horses, one for Ned and one for Littlefinger. So, and then these two men mount and start riding towards the castle. As they are riding, Littlefinger says he is considering buying Shataya's brothel because they are a sound investment. And Ned kind of let him prattle on about this, but after a little bit, they rode in silence, and he remembers the night his sister Liana was betrothed to Robert. He said that Liana told him that she doesn't think Robert would keep to one bed. She heard that he had a child with a girl from the Vale. Ned, while he knew this was true, Ned knew this was true as he held the child in his arms. He could not lie to her and say this did not happen, but he also didn't want to hurt his sister. So instead, he just assured her that what Robert did before they were betrothed was of no matter. He was a good man and he would love her with all his heart. 
But Liana still had her doubts and said, Love is sweet, near dearest Ned, but it cannot change a man's nature. Yeah. Back to the present. Ned's business at Shatia's brothel just now was to meet the prostitute with Robert's bastard daughter named Bara. The child looked just like Robert, and the prostitute was proud to show him that she had the king's dark hair and the same nose as the king. Ned remembers that Robert's firstborn had the same hair, and the prostitute asked Ned to promise her to tell the king how beautiful the child was. Yeah, so uh, Ned promised that he would, um, but the prostitute also wants Ned to tell Robert that she hasn't been with no other man. Um, She hasn't been with anybody else, basically saying... She says she's waiting for Robert to come meet the child and also wants to say, like, basically saying, I'm, I'm here and I'm waiting for him when yeah. he wants to come. Please tell him. Yeah. <laughs> it um, seems like she wanted, like, a little more than that, too. Yeah. Like, he wanted, she wanted him to stay and, like, yeah, you know, provide yeah. for their family or whatever. Um, so Ned makes the promises to the girl and says that Barra will never want, will never want for anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So she'll be provided for, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Ned and Littlefinger mount their horses again and start riding through the rain. Um, he turns to Littlefinger and asks, what do you know of Robert's bastards? Um, and Littlefinger just says, well, he has more than you for a start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, True. Like, a lot more? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ned asks how many, and Littlefinger says, does it matter if you had enough women? Some will give you presents, and his grace has never been shy on that count. Yeah. Word. Um, he then speaks of two stories he heard of the king's bastards. Um, this boy at Storm's End, um, Robert got his mother during pregnant during Stannis' wedding. Um, Stannis did not approve of that, and so he had the bastard boy shipped off to Renly. Um, we knew about that one already, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, and He's then just recounting it. There's twins at Casterly Rock. Um, Cersei had the babies killed and sold the mother to a slaver. Yes, that one's bad. Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, obviously, Ned kind of did the same thing. He grimaced at the tales, the stories, the tales. <laughs> um he definitely could believe that Cersei would do something so terrible, but he had a hard time b- believing that Robert would just let it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the Robert he knew wouldn't have ever let something like that happen, but the Robert he knows now is good at shutting his eyes and t- shutting his eyes to the things he didn't want to see. And we've seen this before too, like with the whole direwolf thing. Mm-hmm. He just he was just like, kind whatever. of turns away and is like, do whatever to yeah. shut her up. Yeah, and like make everyone happy. Well, like you know, twi- you can kill it. He just doesn't want to deal with it, so he's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just kill these little... Yeah. Um, so Ned then asks another important question and says, why would John Aaron take a sudden interest in the king's baseborn children? Um, and Littlefinger says it was because John was the hand of the king and the job was to make sure they were, his job was to make sure that they were taken care of. Um, and Ned says, well, it has to be more than that, or why kill him? Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, obviously. It had to be a bigger secret. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, and Littlefinger says that since Lord Aaron knew of all the women he got pregnant, he had to be silenced. Mm-hmm. Which, Still, I guess, but not... But everyone knows but Ned, it. Yeah. But everyone knows yeah. it. Yeah, so it had to be something more. Yeah. 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 Um, so all of a sudden, he sees Jory running down the hill calling out, My lord... And the street is literally suddenly filled with at least 20 Lannister soldiers. 
Um, he heard Wild cry behind, and Ned turned his horse and saw more soldiers closing in on him from behind as well. Um, and Jory drew his sword and said, make way or die. So the leader of those soldiers that came and surrounded them was Jamie Lannister. Mm-hmm. And he says, the wolves are howling. Such a small pack, though. <laughs> He's what a, jerk. a real jerk. Yeah. yeah. Um, Littlefinger said, like, what is the meaning of this? This is the hand of the king. Jamie goes, he was the hand of the king. Now I'm not sure what he is. He's just being a... Yeah. Arrogant a hole. Well, he's right already now. yeah. He's pretty like, arrogant. Specifically yeah. at this moment, he's yeah. just I yeah. can't. Yeah. yeah. Littlefinger says, "This is madness. Let it, just let us pass, and we're expected to the castle right now. What do you think that you're doing? Like, why? Where do you get the authority to right. do this?" Um, and then Jamie goes, basically tells them, "Well, my brother's been captured all of a sudden up north. Would mm-hmm. you have to know anything to do with that?" Mm-hmm. Um, and my father is pretty troubled by this. Uh, you would not, perchance, have any notion of who might have wished my brother ill, would you? And yeah, like, just, just so sarcastic. Yeah, like he knows. He's we know it was Catelyn. Everyone saw it. Right. So uh, Ned says that Tyrion was taken on command by his command for his crimes. So that's him completely covering for Catelyn at this yes. point. Yeah. Um, which, you know, hey, loyalty. husband and wife. So. Yeah, loyalty. At this point, Jamie draws his sword and demands um, that Ned do the same. He threatens to butcher, butcher Ned like Aerys Targaryen. Where he goes on, he's like, should I stab you in the back? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. And then tells Littlefinger to leave because there's going to be bloodshed. Ned does not draw his sword. Um, and Littlefinger leaves and assures Ned that he will bring the city watch. So this is not even, you know, these are just Lannister men. So yeah. the city watch would like help Ned at this right. point, yeah. exactly. So this is like, to me, it seems like it's like a gang. Yeah, it's, it's like weird. a gang of Lannisters just showed up and was like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. And now Ned is there, surrounded by them. Um, so then the Lannister line had closed in around Ned, um, and the Stark guards had all drawn their swords. Ned, I don't think, still had not drawn his sword yet. Uh, but the Starks were outnumbered 3 to 20. Um, lots of people were watching through their windows. All I could think about what that 3 to 20 was, um, remember before when Arya, um, asked, like, are you going to guard my father? Mm-hmm. And he goes... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he goes, well, one Stark is worth, like, 20 Lannisters. Yeah. Or Southern men. Hmm. Let's see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everyone was watching and no one dared to intervene of what was going on. Um... Ned was trying to go through all the possible outcomes in his head of, like, how can I get out of here without getting killed? And how can I get everyone else out of here without being killed? Um, and he landed on a threat. This is what he decided to say. He said, kill me, and Catelyn will most certainly kill Tyrion. Now, he said it, but in his head he goes, there's no way that that would happen. Yeah. Um, but He knew. Yeah, he knew that she wouldn't just kill him, you know, but it would be, you know, it would it would be really bad move on Jamie's part to kill Ned right now. Yeah. Um, Jamie did not believe this, of course, and responded to Ned, would she? The noble Catelyn Tully of Riverrun, murder a hostage? I think not. So, called him on his bluff right, right away. Yeah. yeah. But, I am willing, I am not willing to chance my brother's life on a woman's honor. So I suppose I'll let you run back to Robert and tell him how I frightened you. I wonder if he'll care. Oof. So, really kind of pushing at Ned here. Um, Jamie puts his sword away and turned his horse around. And 
When he was beyond the line of swordsmen, he turned to his captain and said, Traegar, make sure no harm comes to Lord Stark, but kill all of his men. And, because uh, he said, I don't want to leave you entirely unscathed, Ned. Mm-hmm. So, with a smile, he ordered that. Ned screamed, no, um, and Jamie rode off, not even to see what was about to go down. I like how he just, like, incites this and just leaves. And just leaves. Yeah. So, like, he can't be, like... Let you know, chaos ensue. Right. Um, <laughs> so, men are now closing in on both sides, and the Stark men are immediately overwhelmed by the Lannister guards. Um, in the And they just... They get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty quick. Yeah, very quick. Hubert and Weil are killed almost immediately. Uh, Jory was able to break free and kill a Lannister man. Um, and Jory actually, like gets away on horse for a second and Ned tells him to just go. Like, just go, Jory. Like, they're not going to kill me. Go. Jory actually turns around and comes back um, and gets killed when he comes back. Um, And he's on horseback, from what I understand. Um, Yeah, all the Starks are on horseback. Yeah. As Ned saw Jory die, um, his horse fell and came crashing down in the mud. So Ned's down now. He felt a blinding pain um, and he had the taste of blood in his mouth. And he tried to stand. Uh-oh, blood in his mouth. <laughs> he tried to stand, and he saw his leg bones sticking out of the flesh and realized his leg had been shattered. Ugh. Yeah, was a remember, You know what that reminds me of? Remember that basketball player mm-hmm. that landed on it weird? Mm-hmm. Like, on TV? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, this is a horse land on it. I know, but I'm just saying, that's <laughs> yeah. what it reminds me of, because that's the only time I've ever seen, like, <sighs> bone out of the flesh. Uh, it's so bad. Gross. Yeah. So this is, so, at this point... The, the Lannisters have fully attacked them. I think, um... So Jory Cassell actually killed Traeger. Um, I think he sliced his, like, helmet off. Like, he got him good. So the leader of the Lannister party is dead. because Jamie's gone. Um, and this is the last thing that Ned remembered and saw for quite some time. He had been blinded by pain in his leg, and when he opened his eyes again, he realized that um, he had been left alone with his dead men and his horse had galloped away. Mm-hmm. It said in the book it, like, smelled blood and yeah. then left. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. the horse got freaked out by the smell of blood. Yeah. Um, so Ned started to drag himself through the mud, um, trying to wake his mate back to the castle while trying to bring Jory Cassell back with him. Uh, so he was trying to drag his own men with him, mm-hmm. um, even though he's dead. Yeah. Um... It's kind of sad. Littlefinger and the City Watch found him in the street, and they started to help Ned back to the castle. A little late. I was going to say, that's <sighs> conveniently too late. <laughs> a little late, yep. Uh, Ned didn't remember much of his journey, uh, as he was in agonizing pain, and he actually passed out a few times. He's he was in, in, a, in and out of consciousness. In and out of consciousness, yeah. so he doesn't quite remember all of it. But last thing he remembers is Grandmaster Pycelle tending to his wounds and giving him milk of the poppy for his pain. And he drifted off to sleep. And the chapter is Finn. Finite. Finite. So, that's pretty messed up. Ned's injured now. That was intense. Jamie's a jerk. All all the Stark guards are dead. So... Yeah. Ned's in quite a predicament now. And Jamie's just being... Jamie. 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 And all because of this Tyrion thing. 
Yes. Yeah. So all because, like we said before, like that was a very brash move on her part. How did she didn't really think about how that would land on everybody else? Did it say in the book how Tywin Lannister and all the Lannisters found out about Tyrion? No, um, I don't remember. They had I don't remember. so they had mentioned something like it. They said that um, the men that were in the the inn. Yeah. They said that surely, like, one had... I'm sure someone had taken off in one direction and mm. the other had taken off Oh, that's direction. right. Like, they were just, like, for it sure... Was, it was a Catelyn chapter. Yeah. They said word travels fast. And there's that's no way true. that they wouldn't know and there's all those people yeah. in the inn, so... That was... Okay. It just, was wasn't, just, it just wasn't made clear in the book how Tywin got no. word of it. But that does make sense. Raven, that yeah. does make sense now that you say that. Yeah. yeah. Discussion questions that we have this week is why is Ned keeping promises to tell Robert and his bastard daughter when he is no longer the hand. Um, I think he's more of I kind of think he's just telling her what she wants to hear. I agree. But also why why even go in the first place? That's not his job anymore. Cuz he's curious. He like curiosity. That's true. There's, There's a lot of yeah. So he's not doing this for Robert. He's doing it for his own like research or whatever. Well, I think he's doing it for John Aaron. He wants to know why John Aaron was killed. Mm. Right, that's what I'm saying. He's yeah. researching that whole thing, but like he's not doing it for Robert. No. Yeah. yeah. He's got a lot of thread that he's trying to unravel right now mm-hmm. for a different reason. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, the second one is why did John Aaron get killed for taking an interest in the king's bastards, do you think? Cuz I think he dug a little too deep. Found out a little bit too much of what he wasn't supposed to know. And people found out that he was digging into whatever this was. Yeah. And didn't like it. Digging into, like, something that's not necessarily his business. Like, whatever secret that the king is hiding from everyone. Let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know. Well, see what happens if you don't. Yeah. Um, and the last question that we have is, why do you think during this whole thing did Ned not draw his sword? Like, why would he not draw his sword against Jamie? Because he would be accepting the challenge. Right. Yeah. I think it's because, yeah, I think that Jamie would have a reason at that point to kill him. Yeah. He wasn't going to start anything. Yep. And he's like, what, are you going to, like, kill an unarmed man? to be, yeah. You can't kill an unarmed man. I had another question. Can we just add this one in there, but we yeah. don't have to answer it. Um, do you think that Robert will hold the Lannisters accountable for what Jamie just did to all the Stark men? Nope. No, not necessarily. I doubt it. I think he'll probably just turn his eye again. Yeah. Because he won't be happy with Collateral it. And I damage. think he'll just kind of... Because he... Ignore I mean, it, like, literally. Honestly. Yeah, and, like, the Starks are no longer going to be in King's Landing. Yeah. They're leaving. He's already fired him as Hand of the King, and Cersei's the one that he has to worry about being pissed off now. Yep. You know? Yep. So. Yep. Those are the questions. Yep. Let's um, answer those. And then, our Tyrion tidbit this week is, it's hard to put a leash on a dog once you've put a crown on its head. Facts. <laughs> True. All right, make sure you follow us on all of our social media. On Facebook, we have a Facebook page, which is Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. You can also join our podcast group, which is Game of Wines podcast group. We post a bunch of fun memes, videos, anything Game of Thrones related on there. 
Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Game of Wines One, and on YouTube at Game of Wines Podcast. That is it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, we will be discussing Daenerys Chapter Four. So make sure you read that chapter before next episode. Thanks.